Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. Well, to be clear, they didn't put all of you in bikinis. Some of you look terrible in bikinis. I'm sorry. Does that that not fit the sexist or is that overly sexist? I honestly can't tell anymore. The people who can't tell me what a woman is are now going to lecture to me that somehow I have not been nice to women because I notice when the good-looking ones are in bikinis. Now, I I say this knowing I've got a female producer. Kylan is in today. I say this knowing that half of the audience that listens to this spectacular show are women. Uh, But if you expect me not to share the story as it is, the story of what the hell is Miller Lite doing? Well, then uh, we don't know each other at all. And if you're not going to respect my ability to share a story, please don't ask me to worry about your private parts. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. While this ad campaign is making noise right now, this ad campaign, I think, is like two months old. This ad campaign from Miller Lite plays to the idea that the history of Miller Lite advertising was very sexist, was exploitative of women. And so what they're going to do is you send back all that exploitative stuff, they'll compost it and turn it into good stuff. The translation is just send it back because it's it's a marketing gimmick. And what we're going to do is we're going to help women brewers. As far as I'm concerned, go help women brewers and go help uh, women distillers as well. More brewers and more distillers makes daddy happy. In this conversation, by the way, I am daddy. This is excellent. More men, more women, more people who are white or black or Asian who are Hispanic. Absolutely. Bring me more gay people and more straight people into the marketplace creating good stuff. And also do it, not just do it, don't just do it with beer. Don't just do it with, with uh, bourbon or, or whiskey or rye or rum or tequila. Do it with cigars as well. Do it with everything. Give me people who have talent and skill and let them create things with that talent and skill that I can enjoy. This is all I could ever want. But don't create ads that tell me I'm a terrible person and then expect me to say thank you for lecturing to me when you're the person, the organization that did all this advertising to begin with. You assumed that I would only buy Miller Lite if you showed me scantily clad women. But I must say the ads that I remember as a kid from Miller Lite aren't the scantily clad ones. For some reason, I uh, Miller Lite, I, I connect with Bob Euchre. Didn't Bob Euchre... Yes, he did those ads just a, well, just a bit outside, uh, but but all those kinds of things. That's what I remember. I don't remember Miller Lite and and kind of softcore porn. 
Bob Uecker is in softcore porn. Because if he, I, I must admit, if Bob Uecker is your version of uh, softcore porn. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I just think that maybe we're not going to hang out as much because you clearly need to spend some time alone. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Only on this show can you tie old Miller Lite ads with Hamilton. I, I swear to you, you will never get that anywhere else. That's how good we are. Miller Lite is making a mistake because Miller Lite is lecturing to its audience as opposed to advertising to its audience. Now, let's at least start with some, some basics, shall we? Brewing starts with women. Historically, that is very true. Now, you want to go back to Mesopotamia. You want to engage uh, the concept of what was referred to as aquavitae, V-I-T-A-E, aquavitae, uh, that first levels of, of, of fermentation um, and, and, and oh, I should say distilling. Um, possibly. But what you would really be talking about is colonial times and certainly medieval times. Of course women did the brewing. Men were either serving in war or trying to kill food. Women were taking care of households. Part of taking care of a household would be the cooking. The, the, the beer or it was meat or whatever it was that, that they, they were making was a source of carbohydrates, was a source of protein. Now, if you're asking why in the world I know this, I literally wrote a book on bourbon. Let's Go Bourbon is available at Amazon.com. Let's Go Barbecue is coming out next month. In that research, I learned some things. There's also a really uh, excellent piece uh, from Smithsonian Magazine, which is great because it, it was like, hey, we had to correct this, we had to correct that, we had to correct uh, the, the other thing because they tried to engage a wokeism about women in brewing and then got hit, punched in the face by historians regarding reality. It's exactly what happened to Nicole uh, Hannah-Jones with the 1619 Project. That lie, that fraud that America is based and founded on slavery, it's a total lie, and if they teach it to your kids, to the school, pull your kids out of the school and demand people get fired. Gordon Wood and a host of other historians have smacked that nonsense away. Even Nicole Hannah-Jones says, well, it's just a theory. Even though you've got schools that take it as gospel, this garbage that is the 1619 Project. Women were doing the brewing. Of course they were. They were the homemakers. This was part of the daily things that they did. Carbohydrates, proteins, things that you would need to be able to handle a day of hunting or farming. It made perfect sense. Where things moved was when the labor became too extreme for an optimal business. You, if you were to go to a brewery today or a distillery uh, today, uh, what you would see is, while certainly there is still the old school with, with the pots that, that they use and, and, and how that works, the systems for transferring things, for cleaning uh, of, 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 of hops and, and, and how it, it's, it's, it's remarkable. It's incredible, the systems that, that exist. 150 years ago, 200 years ago, and Ben Franklin liked his drinky drink. 
It was a rough and tumble physical system that fell to men. I'm stating a fact that when we're talking about the household, 100% it was women. When we're talking about how it got commercialized and became business, 100% it was men. Now, this actually falls in line with a Jordan Peterson conversation. And you can actually catch clips of it on Facebook, and, 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 and you can search it up on, on YouTube, probably Rumble, uh, where people just try to discuss with Jordan Peterson, well, why don't you want equality in the workplace? Why don't you want women being equal to men? And he says, well, are you telling me that women are going to become bricklayers? That's never what they mean by equality. But Jordan Peterson's point is so perfect that it silences the room. You don't mean equality. You don't actually want equality between men and women because you don't think women should be laying bricks. Because that's a job taken by men or welding. Traditionally a job taken by men. That's never what they mean. Which only proves their argument of equality, feeling in the air quotes, unserious. As a matter of historical perspective, Women did the brewing. And as a matter of modern day reality, of course women can and should get into brewing and distilling and all sorts of things. Knock yourself out. Go follow your passions, Boo Bear. That's what being a capitalist is all about. It isn't about the money. It's being able to follow your passions and your skill sets to the moment of your happiness. That's where it's at, baby. So now put all of that to the side and then ask yourself, why the hell did Miller Lite make an ad like this? Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that he can turn it into good for women brewers. I mean, that's the ad. It goes on and on and on and on and on like that. The people over at Daily Wire, not sorry, Daily Caller, they found that the chief marketing officer of Molson Coors Beverage, which owns Miller Lite, is Sophia Colucci. And in her history, she supports gun control, the protest for George Floyd, illegal immigration, and a forced vaccination. Now, the conversation here is how did she become the vice president of marketing? How did you get to the place where over at Bud Light, you had uh, th- this this woman, um, was it Amanda Heiderscheid? Was, was that her name? Alyssa, Alyssa Heiderscheid. Who was very clear that our audience is all fratty and they're fratty humor. And if you want to elevate the brand, you have to be light and bright and inclusive. That's how she was talking. Is that how you sell a beer brand? I don't think that's how you sell a beer brand. You don't sell a beer brand by insulting the audience and calling them a bunch of bigots or forcing them to get political. You don't push your brand by saying, hey, 
you dumb beer drinking louts. You're a bunch of sexists, and now we're going to call you sexists by our beer. That's super weird. That is super duper weird. I think it's maybe something having to do with, in both of these cases, the women that they hired. So now I want to get into a theory. Are uh, Miller Lite, Bud Light, hiring people that can best represent their brand, or are they hiring people that best fill or check a box? That's the question. As a matter of fact, that's the only question. And I never would have brought this up, but they brought it up. They are begging you to take a look. Now, do you think that there are women out there who know how to sell beer? Oh, guaranteed. Why didn't they get the jobs? Why didn't the women who are trying to sell beer get the jobs? Well, Tony, they're just trying to make it more inclusive, don't you know? Is, is that what they're doing? I think they took a whole look at their entire audience base and decided to call them sexists. I think they insulted their audience. I think they did it purposefully because they believe they know best. They believe that the menfolk have to be learned. In the case of Bud Light, it is very clear to everybody who's been paying attention that the former vice president of marketing, marketing Alyssa Heinerscheid, hated the audience, hated them, despised them, was disgusted by them. I think that's obvious. Now, if you're asking, is the Miller Light ad worse than the Bud Light ad? The answer is, oh, God, no. The Bud Light ad is 10 billion percent worse because at least at Miller Lite they are not trying to convince you that women are men or men are women they're just calling you a sexist pig you see you see in today's world that's considered winning and that's why you want to drink a beer honestly at this stage I'd go microbrew but those can be political too um stick with bourbon Seriously. I'm Tony Katz. So will the real men get up? I know you're fed up, ladies. But keep your head up. $17,000. Anybody else? Sign him with an if sale. Sign him on a conditional sale at $15,000. So I'm watching the Meekum auction happen here in Indianapolis. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And um, so I'm a registered bidder. Uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, today is my day. Tomorrow I'm, I'm looking at something. Uh, it's not extravagant. It, it's super cool. Uh, but it, it's like, it's not like I'm like picking things up here and there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Clearly I'm going to sell something if I buy something. Um, that said, that said, um, I'm, I'm following along, uh, online. I'm bidding online. Meekum, M-E-C-U-M, uh, the, the, the Meekum auction group. 
And so that was a 1975 Cadillac Eldorado. It was orange with a white interior. And I'm like, Kylan, because Kylan's producing today. I'm like, Kylan, should I get it? She goes, I don't even know what that is. That's a fact. And I'm like, well, well, before that, it was a Buick Riata. Do you know what that is? And she's like, what? I said, you have to look it up. Because that's like a super weirdo, cool, doesn't make any sense why Buick even made it. But yeah, I would totally drive one kind of car. Very cool. So I, I so far, I have been on uh, two other things I have been outbid. Because I'm not willing to go where other people go. They have an expertise that I don't, I don't have. Um, that that's that's number one and number two. They have a willingness that I don't, I don't own. So I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep playing. I'm gonna keep seeing what's up. They haven't gotten to my thing. When they do, it's gonna get serious. It's gonna get serious, and I'm gonna make some bids. And then, and then if I win it, we're all going out for ice cream. Well, everyone can fit in the car. So so that's just. Just leave it there. Hope, hope it's a big car. The Dow is down 214. The NASDAQ is up 25 because Home Depot isn't doing well. And you say to yourself, stop it. If the used car market is slowing down because interest rates are so high that people won't even buy used cars, they'll simply put the money into, reef, into fixing their car that they have that they would normally sell. How are people not doing the same for a house if they're not buying a house because of interest rates? And they're going to keep their houses, so they got to do, keep doing repairs. What if I said to you, they've already done all their repairs? I'll give you an example. Um, I do my show from home and, and love every bit of it. When I came back from uh, a, a Christmas uh, trip, my house was flooded. And uh, we, three pipes had cracked because of the cold. Over 50,000 gallons went through the house. Today, the final piece of furniture that we had to get replaced came in. Five months later, my house is finally done from everything that took place. I'm done. But if I, my house hadn't flooded, I would never have done any of this. If you take a look at the work that people did on their houses over COVID for the last three and a half, four years, they've done every home thing. There comes a moment when they're finished, Boo Bear. And that's what I think has happened. That Home Depot, not that they've done anything wrong, had been absolutely flying high, 100% flying high, and, and, and rightfully so. People were buying, people were doing a new fence here, new floor here, new faucets here, a new toilet here. Let's redo the kids' bathroom there. My, the amount of people who put in swimming pools? Whoo! but there comes a moment when you're done. You've just done all you can do. And that's what I think this is. Um, I, I think this is people saying, you know what? We're done now. You know what? Even if we wanted to do a home improvement project, now's not the time to take the home equity loan because of where interest rates are. Of course, that has a play on things. So why don't we just uh, hold off? Let's just hold off for a touch and see where this market takes us. It's just another reminder that this economy is not good. It's not. So let's just honestly say so, shall we? This is Tony Katz Today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I'll bring you some sunshine. 
All right. Well, I'm not an actual bidder on this one. There's a 1971 Chevy Chevelle coming up on the Make'em auction. I'm like, I can be convinced. If you think I should, Twitter at Tony Katz. Be sure to uh, follow and then let me know if I should if I should do it. Should I do the 71 Chevy Chevelle or the 1968 Chevy Camaro nut and bolt restoration with vintage air? That's what it says. Honestly, I don't know what it all means. So I don't know why you... I don't know why you're asking me. I don't even know why it's coming up. Don't be silly. Phone number 833-GOD-TONY, 833-468-8669. The people who have been around this show a very long time and certainly are a part of the morning show that I do in Indianapolis know this song like the back of their hands, and they love it. Cooking a steak, wouldn't it be great? You could be my mate, cooking a steak. For goodness sake, will you please be my mate and come and cook a steak? Steak. We have been playing that song on my morning show for almost nine years. Because the city of Indianapolis, just like far too many other woke cities, decided that there should be such a thing as Meatless Monday. What should happen is that you shouldn't eat meat on a Monday for some unknown reason because meat's bad for you and because it's destroying the environment and because it's murder and because we want to control your life and we think you're our bitch. There are a lot of reasons why there would be groups out there who uh, would, would want to tell you not to eat meat on a Monday. These are These are people who will tell you that you you should be eating bugs because, mmm, tasty. Oh, high in protein, and and um, uh, you'll thank us later. I don't know why we'll thank you, but sure. The UN came out with a report. This is the United Nations, for those of you playing the home game. The UN comes out with a report. A comprehensive study based on data from more than 500 scientific papers, 240 policy documents. The report from the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, which determined that meat, eggs, and milk are vital sources of much-needed nutrients such as proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Who didn't know this? Who in the world didn't know this? We knew it. We knew it because, well, we're people who eat food. Because food is delicious. No, no, I said food. I said, no, 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 I, I didn't, I didn't say cocaine. No. I didn't say weed. I said food. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Look, look, I didn't say you have to be fat. I'm just saying you have to eat well because, you know, the nutrients matter. Of course this is true. Of course these are the facts. 
Who didn't know this? And what does this do to all of those people who are trying to tell you that you're wrong for using a gas stove, you're wrong for eating meat, you're wrong for doing this, you're wrong for doing that? It's not just meat that they're after. That's not it. They don't want you to drink chocolate milk. Not even supposed to be here today. True story. This is a true story. The USDA is considering a ban on flavored milk in some school cafeterias. This according to Christina Peterson of the Wall Street Journal. Now, I don't know about you, but when I went to school, I really did enjoy the chocolate milk. It's delicious. And today, to this day, I am a chocolate milk guy. Now, I will tell you. I've got two. Thank you so much for asking. I don't buy it pre-made. I like to make my own. Nestle Quick always. Why? Because when you flip open that top of the can, and if you do it with your fingers, you're going to rip a nail right off. you got to use a spoon or maybe a, a jackhammer. Once you do, do you know what I'm talking about, Kylan? Do you know what I'm talking about with the spoon? You know, like with, with, the, with the can and the thing, you know? No. Oh, my. No, it's generational. Here. Honestly, I'm, I, I have to move on. Um. There is a sound that the the spoon makes as it hits the side of that canister, of the Nestle Quick canister. I love that sound. It, I, I get it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It makes no sense whatsoever. I hear you. I love that sound. That sound transports me back, and there are very few things that do it. I don't know why it is. That sound moves me. The other one is a company called UBETS, letter U-B-E-T apostrophe S. It was kosher for Passover. So during Passover, chocolate milk and and sponge cake. Uh, so you remember you can't eat bread during Passover. I'm I'm Jewish, can't eat bread. And so um the 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 uh sponge cake is I'd I'd have a lot of it. Uh no one told me it had calories cuz it was so spongy and airy and it, it it was made with a crap ton of eggs and sugar and 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 like like orange juice and delicious. Oh, when done right, delicious. And my mother did it brilliant and and my wife, oh, mwah, chef's kiss. Perfect. She also does a very good sponge cake. Uh, that with chocolate milk, dreamy. Dreamy, it is a way I grew up. It connects me, does, does, does the whole thing right there. Kids can't drink chocolate milk. What happened? This was a conversation just a few years ago. If it was a decade ago, man, time goes quick. That chocolate milk was great for kids who were exercising because it would help uh, bring uh, back uh, what was it, like electrolytes, whatever the case may be. It's what plants crave. It would bring back the electrolytes and everything. It would be good for them. We were just having this conversation. And now we have people who want to tell you that kids can't have chocolate milk. Every time they say a kid can't have something, remember how wrong they are. Every single time they're wrong. When they told us that eggs were terrible for you, you know what we learned years later? Eggs are fine. When they told us coffee was going to give you a heart attack, you know what we learned years later? Coffee was fine. 
red meat, this, that, and the other. You got you got to get rid of fats. You know what we learned? Fats are good. You know what's not good? All the stuff that they gave you to replace the fats. If you have margarine over butter, you're out of your damn mind. Every time they try and sell us on something, it's a lie. For what reason should we continue to put up with the lies? And when I've got the United Nations recognizing that, you know what? It's pretty good when people can eat. Why can't we just leave it at that? Something we already knew and we didn't need the United Nations to get involved in. Nutrient needs of humans vary substantially over the life course. Shocking, but true. Food you needed as a four-year-old might be different than food you need as a 40-year-old. They paid somebody for this study, guys. They paid someone to do this. The whole thing is is out of control. But I'm at least thankful that they put this out there. Now, it's not going to uh, change uh, the left that desperately wants to control your life in the chocolate milk conversation Uh, proves that. You can find that story, as I said, at at the Wall Street Journal. And you can say, you know what, you're concerned about the amount of sugar children are consuming. I, I, I get that as well. Your concern should then go to parents and say, hey, parents, do a better job. The sugar is going to kill your kids. If I think we've proven anything, it's that the sugar is the problem. The sugar leads to the inflammation, and the inflammation leads to the issues. I, th- I, I want to argue there is a level to which we have proven that. It isn't the, the, the fats. It isn't any of that kind of stuff. It's the sugar. The sugar is the issue. I, I think that is true. But exactly how much chocolate milk do you think your kids are drinking? Or is it the hundred other things that you're feeding your kid because, I don't know, you're just not willing to do the work to not feed your kid as much sugar? Your kid is going to suffer if they're having a Slurpee three times a day. Your kid's going to suffer if they're getting a Frappuccino every time they go to Starbucks. Oh, by the way, stop taking your kid to Starbucks. (laughs) What are you doing? Your kid really needs a coffee that bad? Look, my children drink coffee. They do. Uh, one one of them hot, one of them iced. It, it's just the way it is. We'll have it in the morning, um, and and uh, before school. Sometimes uh, after school, they'll have a little something of coffee we made here. You want to tell me I'm a terrible parent? That that's that's fine. That's please for all the things I get called in an average day. That's nothing. That's nothing. They're not having twenty seven cups of coffee. And the coffee is not actually cover for a milkshake, which is exactly what you're getting from a Frappuccino. You should be aware of what your kids are having. But tell every kid they can't have chocolate milk because some parent over here sucks? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Stop trying to make us better, government. The less of you... The less of you in our lives, the better 
We will be. I'm Tony Katz. We're now on to a 1966 Ford Mustang Coupe GT that does have air conditioning. Um, I could be convinced. I could be convinced. Ah, oh, good Lord. Good Lord. Oh, that's good. I'm watching the Meekum auction happen. And so I'm like, hmm, hmm. I will tell you, uh, coming up, a 1987 Suzuki Samurai. Kylan, do you know what a Suzuki Samurai is? I don't I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. How could you not know? Oh, this is too much. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything over at TonyKatz.com. Man, senators were just beaten up bank chairman today, specifically Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank, which went out of business. This was uh, Senator John Kennedy. Hey, I want to ask you. Play it. Let's go. It still looks like me. Fortunately and or unfortunately, yes. It does. Don't say well, right, let me see if we're going to do part this. Of this. I apologize. Apologize one and all right there. Let me see if I can get to this. What he's showing is a video that at Signature Bank they were putting out there. Instead of focusing on deposits, instead of focusing on bank exp- uh, uh, customer experience, they were... Um, Teaching about pronouns. Hey, you're in that video, aren't you? Yes, I'm in that video. And you showed that video to the public? Um, that video was designed as a morale boosting. But did you show it to the public? To, it was uh, shown at the employee parties and used, shown for. But did um, the public see it? They may have seen that, yes. And, and you were trying to invite people to take their hard-earned money and trust and trust it to you to spend it wisely, and you showed them this video? That video had a positive impact on yeah, employees and colleagues who enjoyed, who enjoyed watching your bank went and broke. participating. How much time did you spend? You, you conducted pronoun seminars, didn't you? Uh, I, What's a pronoun seminar? Um, I uh, introduced a seminar organized by 300 of my colleagues, just as I went to yeah, but ping pong tell me tournaments. What you, let, you, entered, you, you spent a lot of time doing pronoun seminars, uh, lecturing people about how they ought to use the right pronouns, gender-neutral pronouns, didn't you? I actually spent no time beyond introducing that. Well, I, I could show the seminars, but I won't do it. Uh, Thank goodness you won't do it. The point Senator Kennedy is making is a valuable one. That if banks were focused on things like wokeness, if banks were focused on on uh, things outside of user experience and user return, well then, if they weren't focused on that, what were they focused on? And how weird is it to 
kind of agree with Senator Elizabeth Warren. Responsibly managed bank, solvent until the end. Yeah, well, I'm and sorry. Your is, opinion on what is not. a responsibly and managed bank is, no. is now laughable. So you're planning to return how much? The answer is none. That's I it? I am not planning to do so, no. Okay, so here's the thing. Right now, the law says that people like Mr. Becker and Mr. Shea can come to Washington, they can lobby for weaker bank regulations, they can load up their banks with risk, they can pay themselves tens of millions of dollars in bonuses and stock options, and when the banks blow up, Mr. Becker and Mr. Shea get to keep all the money. And that is just plain wrong. Equally as wrong, if we're going to argue wrong, Senator Warren is bailing them out with taxpayer dollars, which is what happened, so we're clear. It's what happened. You bailed them out. Your buddies bailed them out. Not my buddies, your buddies. You bailed them out. You did this. So it's weird to kind of agree with with, with uh, Senator Senator Warren, although she is right, right until the end, your bank was great. I don't, I, I don't, uh, I don't think you get to, uh, I don't think you get to lecture to us that you're, that you're the expert on how to do it proper. I'm sorry, I thought that was pretty funny. I'll give credit where it's due. My goodness gracious, uh, the Durham report. Hitting it from all angles. That's coming up next. This is Tony Katz today.